Welcome to TV Talk, the podcast about television, over at thewordprint.com. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Workprints Harley Talk, Episode 6. I'm your host, Christian, and with me today is the lovely Rob. Rob? Thank you very much. I am your lovely, thank you very much, Robert <laughs> J. Kajowski. I don't, and we're talking about, yes, Episode 6, which yeah. actually has one of the longest titles ever in a series, which is All the Best Inmates Have Daddy Issues. Yes, and which, that is spot on exactly what this episode is kind it of about. It sounds like a fucking emo song. Because you know how like that. the emo songs like of yesteryear used to have like really really long titles. You know what? You're right. Uh, this reminds me of My Chemical Romance. Definitely. My Chemical Romance. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Very much so. I brought you your bullets, you brought me your wings or something like that. Wasn't that one of their albums? <laughs> something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but we start off with um Harley who is at like a fake Irish bar and she's playing one of my favorite games of all time to play when you're drunk, which mm-hmm. is marry, fuck, kill. <laughs> now, I think we all have played that game in yeah. one iteration or another. And she does that with her bestie, Poison Ivy. And her first go around is Kite Man. Mr. Freeze or Joker. And she then goes around and says, okay, well, let's go for a second round. Two-Face, Killer Croc, or Joker. So clearly, you know that there's kind of like, she has Mr. J on the mind, right? Mm Mm-hmm. And now that she's kind of immured Mr. J, she's kind of like put him into the bath and made him kind of normal, which is what she didn't want and which is what he didn't want. He's now just kind of like a bartender, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I like that you caught that very much Joker was on the mind because, yeah, he he was apparently... Apparently there as the bartender, as you mentioned. And uh, I don't know if it's because she was psychologically thinking about him or if she noticed him but didn't fully notice him until this moment. But yeah, he's there as the bartender. And what's really surprising for the audience, well, sort of surprising if you you saw the season finale, uh, he's normal. He's just a regular, regular dude. And I like the, like, one of the funnier jokes in the uh, episode was that she was like, he was always stealing my lipstick. like, mm-hmm. And I'm like, get a fucking Sephora account, you guys. Come on. <laughs> you could get a joint account. It's not that hard. Yeah, I, it's kind of all. I never thought of the relationship in that way, which is kind of funny. Like, just, oh, yeah, they could share makeup and things like that. Like, but, oh, yeah. it, it, like, the funny thing is that um, Ivy doesn't actually think that it's it's Joker. She's like, ah, eh, it's just like another guy. But she actually kind of like on an app and she kind of paints him up. She's like, oh my God, that is, that is him. Yeah. 
And <laughs> that was, it's revealed that, that this dude has kids. He is like super nice. Mm-hmm. And this blank slate, this new tableau is what Harley Quinn kind of likes. She's kind of into that. But Ivy is convinced that Joker still has a hold on her. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's interesting cuz uh, cuz she's very much in denial that that's him until they kind of they 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 do the color in the face thing and they acknowledge, "Oh, okay, yeah, no, this is this is a problem." Uh and they and she she just even even then when they try to address him, they still don't drop it. And it leads to a big theme for this episode. Mm-hmm. Uh where uh I think right just before the flashback kicks in, they they uh they mention this this thing where Ivy doesn't think people can change, I believe. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And that's like like you're you're going deep when you do that. You're like mm-hmm. because that's like I've always grappled with this whole thing of can people change? Is it within their core? And can they not change? Like, do they strive to change? It's change such is hard. a weird, weird thing. And they kind of like, kind of bring it a little bit to the forefront. Not too much, but a little bit. And then they go back years earlier from when Harley was Harleen. And she. Harleen Quinzel. Yes, Harleen Quinzel. And she. One of the also beautiful jokes is that she approaches her superiors, which are uh, Harvey Dent and Jim Gordon. And they're doing squats. And they, like, I guess have to do squats together or something like that. Like, they're alpha males. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, before before they do squats, they're doing push-ups. And oh, I think yeah, Dent yeah, just right. beat out Gordon. And then he's like, all right, best two out of three. And that's when they do the squats. <laughs> yes, yes. And it's so, it's so, the the body motions are so 1920s-ish squats. It's very, it's very comedic and it's all, it's all physical yeah. comedy. Uh, oh, and oh yeah, my God, it's, yes. It's, yeah, it's, it's just a romantic moment. And it's odd because it's, it's Commissioner Gordon and Harvey Dent, which before now, I didn't even think they had a relationship, but, you know, kind of. Uh, yeah, I mean, well, you have the DA with. Like the the commissioner, I guess they might have had. Like the thing is that this episode upends everything mm-hmm. that we've mm-hmm. known, uh, which I like. I really do. Same. And it goes on. Like the thing is that Harley, because the weird thing with Harley and Joker is that you could almost you know the basis of it, so you go on that like whole sky. And you could almost do whatever you want with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've done it myself. Uh, but in this case, Harley or Harleen, uh, years earlier, she approaches Joker because she's written her thesis on him. And she's really quite enamorated with him, which is interesting. Mm-hmm. There's like a level of fascination that... I mean, granted, in other iterations, there was still, of course. But she just can't get to him yet. And Poison Ivy, by the way, who's also in Arkham Asylum, uh, she's like, yeah, Joker's an asshole. 
<laughs> for the most part. And she has one of the best breakup moments. And she tries to get out. And I think, uh, I don't know if it was Gordon. It might have been Gordon. Said, like, what, like, is the salad going out or something like that? It was like some weird joke that was totally awesome. And she takes down Arkham before being taken down. Mm-hmm. But the thing is that Harley is not shaken and she is not stirred. <laughs> she continues onto the Joker and she passes Killer Croc. She passes uh, Scarecrow. She passes Calendar Man. And the Calendar Man thing, uh, like, I kept pausing it because, and I, I still don't get this, but uh, the calendar man, he wrote something on uh, his window in, I guess, his, like, pea soup or whatever it was, mm-hmm. and it was numbers, and I tried to, like, put it up to my phone and try to decipher it. I still can't get it. So that's like, one of those, like, weird things that I'm still going to have to watch over and over and over again. I mm-hmm. know it's a, a huge Easter egg. Yeah, but good call, um, or good catch. Yeah, but the thing is that uh, he or she um, passes like Manbat and stuff like that. Uh, Riddler, she's basically like the the rule of the roost at this point. Mm-hmm. She knows what she wants to do, and so when they're like, "Well, we can't reach Joker and whatnot." They're like, well, you can go in. They're, they're like, we can't go in. And she's like, no, I could reach him. Yeah, yeah. She she basically wants to take the lead and, and be gung-ho about uh, uh, reaching Joker emotionally and uh, getting information. Because the thing is, is she needs very badly to get a sense of where the bomb is in the yeah. city. Mm-hmm. So she, like, and the running bomb is in Little Italy. Yeah, we, we we do find out eventually, little Italy, yes. But um, <laughs> the big the big thing is that she's on a fixed amount of time to get it, and so she tries everything in her arsenal to connect with him as like a budding fledgling psychologist, including throwing herself on the line and and uh, and trying to connect with him because she she wrote a fucking thesis about him. So yeah, I, I well I, before like we get into the rest of this, um, you've studied psychology, yes. Where would this fit within your psychological realm? Uh, uh, in what context, or what do you what do you mean? In, like in, in the sense of like, how would you diagnose Joker? And as somebody, possibly, if you were going into the cell, the realm, the four walls of Joker, mm-hmm. what would you try to do if you could? to sort of coax him into being a little bit more open. Yeah, that's uh, so that's the tricky thing. Um, Joker is kind of a narcissist with anti... Oh, is it... Uh, is it not anti-personality disorder? No. Uh, He's definitely that? a narcissist. Yes, definitely that. I, I forget that it's been a while because I left the mental health field a few years ago. Uh, antisocial personality disorder. Wow. I yeah. Forgot that. Mm-hmm. Um, so he, he literally gives no fucks about anybody but himself. Uh, he's only obsessed with himself. 
uh, he's based, he's a psychopath. I mean, we we all know this because we've seen it done before. Um, mm-hmm. So you're approaching this knowing that no matter what you do, uh, if you're Harley Quinn or really anybody entering the room with him, he's in it for himself. You have to yeah. acknowledge that you can't make an empathetic empathic connection with an individual like that without knowing that there's something that's going that he's going to want out of this. Uh, and at that same token. If you can't provide that, you're basically dead to him. It makes you the butt of the joke. No, like no matter what you think or what crazy elaborate thing is, is Joker pretty much will always win out in his personal interactions or get something out of it, or else you're just fodder to him. And it's yeah. funny. And it, let's be honest, it is. That's one of the things that makes Joker so fucking compelling. But um, yeah, you have to be aware of that and be careful with it. And I think Harley thought she had a control of the situation but as we delve in more into this episode you kind of realize it, nobody ever has control of the Joker. Fuck yeah, that man. It's almost like a zero sum game. Exactly. At that point. Yeah. And it's interesting because Harleen actually plays with him. She's like, mm-hmm. "No, I got this." You guys, because there's also an awesome scene and they take it I'm not going to say shot for shot, but they borrow from Dark Knight, where yeah. Batman comes in. I like that you he, caught that too, because I was I was actually wondering to throw that in the review or not, but I wasn't wasn't sure if it was or if it was something else. But it was it, it was Dark Knight then, I assume, right? It was, and okay, he like okay. proceeds to beat the shit out of Joker. Okay, to question him, mm-hmm. it like it an interrogation. I mean, to me, I would call it an ice cream social, but whatever. You can call it whatever you want. Uh, Mm -hmm. But one of those things where he just beats the shit out of him. And now you have three people watching. You have Harleen, you have Harvey Dent, and you have Jim Gordon. And when he puts, and I like this is like one of my favorite catches, uh, when he puts... Uh, the Joker's bloody face to the uh, like he breaks almost breaks the actual uh, glass be uh, betwixt them uh, half of his face is bloody and half of it is not and as he's doing that uh, uh, Harvey Dent is staring right at that same like at that same juncture mm-hmm so I'm like, oh, okay, you're, you're going to go on, you're going to go more on the, uh, the physical and a pretending to something else. That's pretty cool. Yeah. And the funny thing is that, or what I liked, one of the, the, one of my favorite jokes actually out of all of this is when Harley really ch- just tries to go towards him and tries to like, go all all in like tries to like punch him out and stuff like that and he actually is about to stab her with her own pen mm-hmm. and he says you got spunk I hate spunk <laughs> now that's an old joke from Mary Tyler Moore the Mary Tyler Moore show 
because uh, Lou Grant used to like uh, I think he was like the uh, director or editor. Like I I don't he was like basically the big boss on their TV station, and Mary Tyler Moore always had spunk, and he was like, "You got spunk? I hate spunk." <laughs> so I'm like, "All right, fine, I'll give you that. That's awesome." It was awesome, and it, it makes sense for a callback or a flashback episode. Because mm-hmm. you're already feeling the nostalgia of this was the past. So very brilliant uh, placing of that kind of a bit. And the thing is that at this point, I think after all that is said and done, I think Joker's imprinted on Harleen a bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because you kind of realize that like, if she were really, really out of this, then she would just completely fight our way out yeah i mean that whole scene when he holds her hostage with the pen mm-hmm. uh, it was like a dance fight almost they were like tangoing while fighting for who was, yeah no who was really yeah, actually that's situation. a beautiful way of saying it yeah like that you can see the two shot for shot it was like oh wow they're, they're dance fighting they're, this is them getting to know each other intimately mm-hmm. without officially saying it and it's weird because as a psychologist you fucking know that you just crossed the boundary but yeah. here's the here's the here's the enticing thing. Harley didn't seem to mind. And you can kind of see a little bit of affection in her face. She's like, ooh, and it's like, ooh, because yeah. as as as, a, as the audience member, you know what happens, how this relationship devolves from this moment on. So mm-hmm. you like it because you can notice the the sparks, the literally igniting the kindle of the relationship. And like, it's it, it's weird, it's twisted, mm-hmm. but. It's like one of those things where it's kind of like, I think some of us like in one capacity or another have possibly been there. Oh yeah, no, I've been there before. Same. But it's one of those things where it's like, huh? All right, they're gonna do this right now. <laughs> and so, obviously, there's still the bomb in Little Italy. Yep. So, mm-hmm. Gordon. And Batman just just go straight to Little Italy, uh, which is interesting because, as far as I know, Gotham is not necessarily like neither here nor there. It's been projected that it could be in New Jersey. It's projected that it could be in New York. It's projected that it could be in Chicago. For the most part, it's either in New York or New Jersey. But Little Italy... The funny thing about all those places you just mentioned, too, is that I think all of them feature a Little Italy of some sorts, but more importantly, those were all locations to shoot, or all shooting locations of the Dark Knight, uh, the Dark Knight Rises. (laughs) Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah, so you're actually spot on right there. But but the thing is that, like, so they go there, and they're like, what, there's there's nobody here, there's no bomb, and then that goes, that to me ties back to uh, the Dark Knight movie because there's technically a bomb in the dude that is mm-hmm. called Luigi poor Luigi mm-hmm. he poured his spaghetti <laughs> all over oh, a little diddly yeah. <laughs> but it, it's like one of those things where I'm like alright I get what you're doing and I like it Yeah, like I like that you're taking a different slightly different take on this and so the thing is that we realize that 
with Joker and his backstory because he had a whole backstory about, I think it's a ferret. And yeah, yeah. His dad, like, not liking the ferret or something like that. What what was it? Uh, all right. So so uh, this is cool. So like, and this is like, this is, I hate to admit it, this is my favorite episode of the season. Uh, and it's only because of the psychology. Uh, and you know me, I'm psych yeah. background. Uh, no, so it's the a ferret, good episode. Right? Yeah, the ferret, uh, the ferret is really deep. The ferret is basically Harley's key into the Joker, or at least so she thinks. Uh, Ivy, like a little bit before that, just backtracking a tiny bit, Ivy prefaces that she was in group therapy with Joker and says, okay, Joker's got daddy issues. So Harley uses daddy issues, which is why the episode named that, mm-hmm. uh, uh, to try to, uh, to, to try to probe his, uh, his personality, his mind, and obviously get him, got yet, yet him to reveal where the, uh, the bomb is, which we were at, right? Uh, mm-hmm. But the thing with the ferret was that was the the moment where Harley was able to connect to Joker, and a big reason is because she, knowing his personality and who he was, she was kind of like, oh, okay, that's kind of a basic problem that everybody has. There's nothing fucking special about you, which is exactly yeah. how you get to a guy like Joker. Mm-hmm. And so he then shares his ferret story. That a long time ago, uh, he he came from parents who were wealthy and well off, but didn't really raise him too much. But he did have a sibling in a way, which was his pet ferret. Uh, I forget the name. Uh, but it's something with an F. But anyway. The, uh, so well, the pet name was like Mr. Ferret, Ferris or something like that? Yeah, Ferris the ferret. But um, the thing is, is so, so yeah, Joker's closest relationship is this pet ferret. Uh, and parents suck, right? Apparently, there was a, there was a t- uh, moment in his traumatic history where Dad uh, had apparently... Had apparently been banging the uh, the 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 um, maid, the, the housemaid. Maid, yes, and he walks in on it, and Dad is furious and stuff, right? And beats so, the shit out of him. Well, not, yes, but basically the day uh, the day after, or yeah, the day after, he first takes the ferret away. So love, compassion is now removed, and then, as you said. He dad beats the shit out of Joker. Oh yeah, and yeah, to yeah, make yeah. to add to add to the the mani- the mania- maniacal scene, whatever you want to call it, um, the entire time he beats the shit out of his son, he's laughing. That's yeah. a key because that that's that's literally a character trait Joker mm-hmm. himself mm-hmm. as as an adult. But that that's the so that's what we're sold in terms of the the ferret backstory. And the awesome thing about that is, is it really his story? Fuck no. Oh, like well, we don't, go there we don't right really now? know because we know that Joker's a liar. So, mm-hmm. like, it could be. It doesn't have to be. The beautiful thing about that is at the end when Harley talks to Ivy about that, and she's like, "Actually, that was my story that I told. He just stole yeah. it." But the the awesome thing too, which is what like bonds. Harvey and Ivy, uh, their whole like bonding experience where they first meet is because she sees him or she sees her in Arkham Asylum and she sees all the awesome shit that she's done. So she wants to give kind of like a present to her. Mm-hmm. So she gives like a little snippet of a plant and yeah. Ivy is kind of like, you know, you just killed a plant for this. But she's like, well, I thought you would like it. And Ivy kind of blossoms it into flowers, something for her to yeah. wear. 
Uh, and it's, it's and, also a big it's a big deal in this universe because earlier in the episode, Harley or I'm sorry, Ivy, uh, using a a plant had almost escaped out of Arkham. I think it was like a piece of lettuce or something. And yeah. like she she yeah she turned it into this thing that literally eviscerated a garden and, and many pieces. <laughs> and so Harley is giving her this gift, knowing the dangers, but also not giving a fuck in a way because she wants to be kind to her. Which mm-hmm. is in- there's there's a lot of interesting connections there. You know what? There's one thing that I didn't mention that I thought was actually very clever, mm-hmm. which was um, like in the middle of the episode when Harleen first meets Joker, she goes towards him and he's kind of like meditating and whatnot, and he says pudding, mm-hmm. and he says pudding because he's expecting pudding with his meal because Mm -hmm. he's really not had a good meal which lends to you the whole Luigi thing and stuff like that Uh, but his first word to Harleen is pudding Mm -hmm. and that imprints on her because she calls him pudding exactly and it's one of those things where like he knows what he's doing he exactly knows what he's doing like it's one of those things where like you have a psychologist uh, or a psychiatrist and you have uh, somebody who's sociopathic but extremely smart too not smarter than yeah. Riddler but extremely <laughs> smart and he knows he's smarter than Riddler in the sense that he knows how to manipulate people yeah. that's his biggest his biggest threat because uh, he has no superpowers Joker has no superpowers. He's the same as Batman. <laughs> He's smart, but he has no superpowers. Exactly. Uh, but the thing is, he knows how to manipulate people. So his and first, w- the first word out of his mouth to her is pudding. And yep. I like that whole thing where it's kind of like, it's it, psychologically, it's an imprint. Like That's the it first is. word that she knows from him. Uh-huh. And it's great that you mentioned that because it, it ties together with everything. Like so many things are imprints or the seeds being planted of the relationship down the line, as we know, mm-hmm. like things like wouldn't. Uh, but in terms of a plot, a uh, 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 plot perspective and like just good script story storytelling, uh, that scene where he says put in, he's expecting Luigi to deliver the fucking food. Now, yeah. Any anyone would think, okay, it's a throwaway thing, and you're so obsessed with what we just re- revealed with the pudding thing that you don't catch what's mm-hmm. happening. And this is the reason people love the Joker because he loves he does this all the fucking time, and it's brilliant. Uh, he, the reason he's asking for pudding, the reason he's trying to address Luigi, is because he's setting up for what he knows is going to happen for tonight. Mm-hmm. He's ecstatic, not because he's seeing Harley for the first time, although she thinks that's probably the case, or at least definitely thinks so down the line. He's ecstatic because he knows he's getting the fuck out, because this is his plan, because he's getting the pudding, he's getting Luigi exactly in place to blow it up and get the fuck out. Like, yeah. And this is that's the greatest thing about the Joker, is while you're distracted by the razzmatazz and the, the pudding and the sweetness and the crazy shit and trying to get to know him and who's going to be the alpha in this weird encounter between him and Harley, he's five steps ahead of you and he's fucking planning yep. his escape. He's it's, like it's a magician. Brilliant. Yeah, it's just brilliant. That's all. Like a, a good magician is like five steps ahead. Yeah. So, uh, like I will give Ma a chef's kiss to Joker in this episode. Uh, and a moi and... to Luigi. 
for and the sacrifice. <laughs> I was getting, you just stole the joke out of me. Oh damn it! Sorry. No, it's okay. No, no, level it up, brother. Level it up. It wasn't even planned, but yeah. Uh, no, but I mean, this episode I actually really liked a lot. Yeah, me too. I I, I liken this to you, uh, even though it's like vastly different from the uh, Harleen origin stories of Batman the Animated Series. I think this is honestly, or um, Mad Love, the yeah. comic book uh, that uh, the whole thing was based out of, Paul Dini and uh, Bruce Timm. Uh, I think that this is a proper origin story for Harleen. Yeah. Going into Harley. And Joker, like, I, because again, Joker, you could create myriad stories of, like, and there have been. You have Alan Moore's whole thing. You have different other writers, like, origin stories. But this one, I, I actually really, 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 really like. Same. They definitely paid homage to, like, a lot of different Joker storylines. And then they gave Carly a much more assertive role, which is fucking awesome. Because th- throughout this whole thing, and this is what I really like about it, uh, is she she's in control. She's the one who's dictating and, and pushing things forward. It's like, she's got agency. And she, she chooses She has this. agency. That's, that's the awesome thing. Yeah. Yeah, because as much as I love Harley and Joker, you know, the I think the, the problem with the original iterations of it from the animated series translated to now is Harley is all often the victim. In yeah. this case it's weird. It's it's like she There's chose a different these... power shift. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's like almost a tragedy but in a beautiful way. You know? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Well, tragedy in a beautiful way. That's a favorite thing that I love to write and I'm sure you love to write so (laughs) well well like I I have nothing more to say I am good what do you mean in terms of the episode yes oh dude we still have a little bit left though but um, Uh, uh, what else is there uh okay so yeah all right so that that really is the gist of the the flash the the backs the flashbacks but um Psycho, Doctor Psycho in the urinal. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. He, he, yeah. It's his only appearance. He he mind probes them to basically see if Joker's really, really him or not, and uh, really faking all of this or not. And uh, and he legitimately, sincerely has changed. He has no memory of of the past, and that's kind of huge because that means that Joker, for all we know, R.I.P. is now eliminated from this timeline. So long as oh yeah, as yeah, he doesn't get his old memories back. And that's huge. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, totally. I love Dr. Psycho. Like, the thing is that he's such a douchebag, but I still like him. Yeah, same. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, say... he... Sorry, go ahead. He's one of those things where, like, the moment I saw him in the bathroom and he was, like, with Joker, and he's like, oh, he's just a typical human. That's it. Also, this... I guess anesthetized, if you want to call him that. Uh, Joker just hits the head and whatnot, takes a pee. Uh, he kind of recesses into his mind and sees how great of a life he had, but how boring a lo- uh, of life he had yeah. too. Yeah. But then he also fucking smoked up before he did that, just to fuck with Harley and and poison ivy which is like on brand for dr psycho he's like 
he he could give a shit. Who cares? Yeah, yeah. I, I like that his one scene in this was him absolutely not giving two shits. But yeah. And we end off. Yes, you're right. There, there's slightly more. Uh, we end off with technically this cliffhanger being of sorts, uh, just kind of like washing off the bar and whatnot. We think, oh, Joker's kind of mm, he's tamed right now. He's just a normal human being. And the one thing that kind of uh, gave me pause, and I'm still trying to make sense of this, is he has two kids, one of which is dressed in red and one of which is dressed in green. And Mm -hmm. they both have what seems to be ketchup on their faces, but I don't know if that's pretending to something more sinister. Yeah. It's uh, it's spaghetti sauce, which is also creepy because this whole whole episode was... Italian spaghetti sauce themed, but yeah. <laughs> so, In like bloody it, ways, like, but yeah. It, like, I, I, I like that. That that whole thing, it's kind of like, hmm, okay, I'm going to have to think about this more. Yeah, it's a great, you're right, it's a great cliffhanger. And it makes you wonder, too, is is he going to come back? Is he going to revert to old Joker? And here, here's a bigger thing for me, or at least I, I uh, thought about literally right before we started uh, this recording. Who the fuck is the girlfriend? Is it, is it, oh, is it yeah. creepy that we don't see anything? And every time she's referenced on his phone or he talks about her, yeah, it's just the best right. girlfriend or, or whatever ever. I like. I want to say that this this is the end of Joker and he's just going to be normal, but they leave enough cliffhanger, enough hints that there's something awry in this picture. This yeah. isn't a full happily ever after. At least I don't think so. Uh, um, we, something's we, wrong. We we've seen enough of the series that like they know like they leave no stone unturned. Mm-hmm. So there's going to be a bit more of whatever this is. Yeah. Oh, and then the B story wrap up. Harley and uh, and Ivy get captured by Two Face. So yeah, mm-hmm. they're in his custody. And now that we know Two Face's backstory a little bit, mm-hmm. we'll see what happens. Yeah. That that like if, like I if there were any a cliffhanger out of all the episodes that we've seen thus far uh, even uh, I'm going to say first season I would say this would be the one that I'm like I'm waiting on tenterhooks like I want to know more give me more Same. I, to be honest I, I like how they characterize Two-Faced a lot in this episode because oh, it's yeah. not, they're not they don't give it an abundant amount but it's enough where he doesn't feel flat anymore like, like last or maybe like an episode or two ago I was wondering how is the Two Face storyline gonna wrap because there's not really much here, and I realized now it's like, oh, there there is. We just didn't know. Well, like, I mean, now you know he's basically a politician. Mm-hmm. He just no, that's basically just wants those votes. Mm-hmm. Translate that to now he's a crime lord. What does he want? Mm, I don't know, mm. but gonna be shady as fuck. <laughs> God damn yes. Yeah. Uh, so yes, I will definitely say this is actually one of my favorite episodes of the entire series thus far same man same that's pretty cool it it is super great um and uh, before we end this i'm just gonna say if you guys haven't been watching harley quinn (laughs) i would say now is the proper time because it's now airing on (gasps) sci-fi yeah 
So you have no excuse not to watch it, not to watch the first season. And it's funny because um, I just wanted to watch it uh, because it airs Sunday nights at 11. And they did the first four episodes this past Sunday night. They did? Wow, they did, they did. four? Yeah. Oh, that's and, oh, okay, that's awesome. And I, like, I wanted to watch, because I've seen them before, but I, I wanted to watch just to see, like, are they going to leave anything out? They don't leave anything out. <laughs> awesome. Which is great. All the F-bombs, all the violence, superb. I mean, I got to give uh, Sci-Fi its credit. They're, some of their content has been excellent, and I'm sure anyone who listens to the podcast here regularly knows that you know, Deadly Class I thought was excellent. That was mm-hmm. very R-rated. Happy. My God. Season oh, two God was damn, like, yes. it, yeah, that was really offensive. Like, season one was offensive. Season two was just like, we're just going to not give a fuck and <laughs> offend every bit of your sensibilities. I wish more cable TV should be like that. Just don't give I agree, a fuck. Yeah. Write whatever you want. Put whatever you want on there. People will watch it. Yeah, totally, totally. Okay, I am out of breath right now. Okay, so um, awesome show, and I, I, I highly, if you guys now have the DC universe, get on this second season. It's awesome. Yes, yeah, definitely, especially during quarantine. Mm-hmm. Uh, we both write for theworkprint.com. Go there, check our articles out. Um, you can find this podcast. Not just here, but on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Play. And uh, for me, X and underscore Angelus and all the things that you can imagine. Um, anything else, Rob? You want to plug yourself I, or anything? I do After the Credits. That's on uh, Spotify. It could be on iTunes. I have no idea. It's on Spreaker. I found out recently that it's still on iHeartRadio, which is interesting. Cool. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I also write for the work print. I'm doing recaps on what we do in the shadows right now, which is definitely also another great series that you guys should watch because it's yeah, funny definitely as check fuck. Them out. Yeah. 